Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you today? How is your summer going? For those of you that are college students, guess what? <laughs> you got to go back soon. Sorry about that. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, yeah, such is life. I wanted to start reading some of the reviews that have been posted for this podcast. So if you guys are loving what you're hearing and you'd like to hear your review on the podcast, say something great about me. Give me a good review. So this one I really loved, and this is one that just came in a couple of months ago, and it's from Ruth, who is an ACRW, and ACRW is Academy Certified Resume Writer. That's the same credential that I have. In addition, I'm a master resume writer, Um, and so Ruth said, and I think this is so great, I have listened to a few months of podcasts over the last two weeks, and the information is goldmine, so she's talking about my podcast. I'm an Academy Certified Resume Writer who has worked with new grads through executives, and I frequently find as much misinformation as helpful insights within career resources. This is the first podcast I've heard where everything checks out. I'm so glad to have found this resource. Thank you so much, Ruth. Uh, that means the world to me coming from a colleague, and I... Um, it's very important to me that the content that I give you guys is is the truth, is fact-based, is not some sort of skewed opinion or just downright misinformation. So that means the world to me. Thank you very much. So sh- shoot me a, a, a review and I will post it. I will uh, mention it on a future podcast. So today we're going to talk about an interesting topic. So you got to stick with me on this one. And it's gratitude versus wanting more. And someone recently asked me how I come up with the topics for this podcast. And I said, you know what? I pay attention. I pay attention to what, what is coming to me in terms of questions by, by clients or conversations, threads that I'm seeing on social media, just kind of information that I'm receiving, you know, from, from kind of my higher source that this is what is needed. And this is, this topic of gratitude versus wanting more has been a sort of lesson that I've had to learn of late, if you will. And so that's why I wanted to bring it to you because I figure if I'm dealing with it, then you probably are too. Many of you are. So the idea here is that there, there's got to be a balance between wanting more for your life and also being grateful for what you have, right? So I think sometimes we think we have to be dissatisfied with our current circumstances in order to want something different, right? So we have to be completely miserable at our job before it's sort of time to go look for another job, before we give ourselves permission to job search. We have to hate our life partner in order to move out and move on, break up, whatever, divorce, whatever that is. And then we think we have to, you know, hate our current weight and be completely miserable with the body that we have now in order to be ready to lose weight. And really all of those things could not be further than, from the truth. So I want to offer a different perspective about this concept of gratitude versus wanting more. Or I should almost say gratitude and wanting more at the same time. You can be 100% totally grateful for what you have and still want something different. And I think that's the exact right energy to come at it from. So you can love your job, 
love your boss, love your company, and be ready for a new challenge. Be ready for a new environment. Be ready for a new culture. Whatever it is that you're ready for something new, but you don't have to hate the old one. You can love your life partner and still decide that you want a divorce or you want to break up, you want to be with someone else. You can still love yourself totally and still be overweight. You can love yourself and you should love yourself at whatever weight you're at. And then if you decide to lose weight, you are coming from a place of loving yourself. I was listening today to a podcast and I it's one that I highly recommend. You know, guys, guys know I've recommended Brooke Castillo's The Life Coach School podcast. Well, one of her million-dollar coaches is Stacey Bayman. It's B-O-E-H-M-A-N. I believe I'm spelling that right. And Stacey Bayman, her, her podcast is specifically for life coaches, making money as a life coach, but I think there's a whole lot of nuggets in there that would be useful for a whole lot of people. And one of the things that she was talking about in this week's podcast was entitlement. And boy, that one really hit me right between the eyes because I realized that I had a sense of entitlement about certain things. And, and I think that it's that notion that we deserve something, that we are entitled to it. And I think that the notion of entitlement is completely strips away any possibility of gratitude for what you have, genuine gratitude for what you now have. If you believe that you're entitled to clean drinking water, then how can you possibly be grateful for it? If you just assume that every time you turn the faucet on or go into the bath, the shower, or flush the toilet, that there's, not that you're going to drink the toilet water, please don't hear me say that, but you have water. You have running water in your home. You have clean drinking water. Maybe you, like I, put it through a pitcher, but you have that. You can, you can access clean drinking water. I have plenty of bottles of water in my refrigerator if I want to take one on the go. If you believe, think about this one, that you should have a higher paying job, then how can you really be grateful for that job, right? Because you're saying, everything you're saying about how great the job is has a but. I'm not paid enough money. And if you know anything about kind of sentence structure, but negates everything that happens in the sentence before it. So you can say, I love the work I do, but I don't get paid enough. You've just negated, I love the work I do. If you believe that you should, and should is a, is a, tricky, dangerous word. If you should weigh less, then how can you possibly and fully love yourself at the weight you're at? Because you're believing that you should weigh less. In other words, I'm not right the way I am. I'm not correct the way I am. I should weigh less. One of the things we say in my entrepreneurial community is quit shooting all over yourself. So you have to be very careful about those sort of shoulds that you put on yourself in, in your life. So as I said, I realized that I was guilty of this entitlement thing. And I've listed a couple of things here that I felt I was entitled to. So I'm, I'm mea culping on myself here. I realized that I was entitled to more clients. I, you know, my thought process was, well, after all, I have this alphabet of letters after my name. I have a master's degree. I have 30 years of experience. I should have more clients than I know what to do with. I should have a new computer. I am entitled to it. After all, the one I have is terrible. It's not fast enough. It keeps shutting down on me. And after all, I'm a businesswoman. I should have a top-notch computer. Do you hear the... Do you hear... I'm trying to emphasize 
the tone of voice that comes with these thoughts. So even if you're only thinking them, that tone of voice is still there. I felt entitled to a life partner. I've been like, where is he and why hasn't he shown up? I'm amazing after all. Why shouldn't I have a life partner? I believe I should have a home because at age 60, I live in an apartment. I've lived here for about four and a half years. It's a fantastic apartment, but if I feel entitled to owning my own home, how can I really be grateful for the apartment that I'm in? And I also believe that I'm entitled to a new car. After all, the one I have is not terribly reliable. It's 14 years old. It is falling apart physically. Mechanically, it's still doing okay. But I should have a new car because after all, right? So you see it's a real slippery slope. We start thinking that we're entitled to these things. And when we're feeling that energy, we can't simultaneously be genuinely appreciative for what we have. So these are really insidious thoughts. And my recommendation, one of them to you, is to become aware of these thoughts. Become aware of where you are feeling entitled and not showing sufficient genuine gratitude for what you have. Because here's the thing, how can I show gratitude for the current clients that I have if I believe that I should have more? How can I appreciate the computer that I'm using right now as I record this if I believe I deserve a new and better one? How can I exert the right energy to attract a life partner if I believe I'm entitled to him? How can I be fully grateful for my cute little no-maintenance apartment in a quiet, safe, centrally located neighborhood here in Tallahassee, Florida, when I believe I deserve a home? How can I show gratitude for that car that gets me around pretty well when I believe I should have a brand new one? So really think about where does this show up in your life? I'm really being vulnerable in revealing these things to you about me but what is it that you're thinking that you're entitled to? Where is it that you're not showing gratitude? So now here, let's talk about this balance between gratitude and wanting more and how to find it, kind of strike that right chord. Where we want to be is being fully grateful for what you currently have while striving for better without believing that you're entitled to anything better or different, but you are striving for it. You're working towards it. You're evolving to a higher level, but you don't think that it's that it's entitled. You're entitled to it. It is supposed to come to you. And the upside of this is that the energy that you will be in will attract the more that you want for your life. If you're in that negative, entitled, dare I say, bitchy energy, you're not going to be attracting those better things that you want. Instead of believing that I should have more clients, I want to appreciate every single one I work with, no matter how few or how many, how much they've paid me, what services they've contracted with me for. I love them all fully and thoroughly, and I'm in that moment with them. I'm not thinking about, you know, the next one, or I'm not thinking about, you know, I don't have enough clients. I'm fully in present and fully grateful for that client. And then when I'm done with that client, hey, I'm out there trying to bring in some more folks, but it's not at the expense of my current clients. Instead of believing I deserve a new computer, I can appreciate the work my current computer is able to do. Now, this one's really hard for me, guys. You have no idea the four-letter words that come out of my mouth 
relative to my computer. I have lots of computer drama. Um, I'm working on this one, so this one's definitely a work in progress. But I want to show gratitude for it, and also gratitude for the one that is to come. So one of the things I've started doing when this computer does its not great thing is I just say I'm so excited about my new computer. It's going to be fantastic. I can't. I, I'm so excited about it. So it's not putting this computer down. It's not bitching about this computer. It's talking about the next one. Instead of believing that I deserve to incur a mortgage, I'm grateful for my apartment and I show it all the love I possibly can. And so, for example, I've repainted almost every room in the apartment this year. I've gone and done some other things, bought some new things, redid my office recently, um, and, and just things to make it totally enjoyable. And everybody who comes over here loves my apartment, and plenty of people are like, gee, I wish I didn't have a mortgage to deal with. I wish I didn't have the house upkeep. So I have to remember that there's an upside to living in this apartment where I don't have to do a blasted thing to it that I don't want to do. And finally, instead of hating on my quirky 14-year-old van, I love that I don't have a car payment. I celebrate how well I commit to my vehicles. I always tell my friends that my, my vehicles are proof that I can commit, just not to men, because I keep cars forever. I literally, quite literally, kill them, or, or they are near death by the time I get rid of them. And then I can believe that a new car will come in its perfect time. I'm taking steps to save the money for the down payment on the car, but I'm not hating on my, my car. Well, I'm trying not to hate on it. I'm, it's a work in progress on that one too. So let's bring this back around to your career and what this means. So over and over again, I found that clients that come to me that aren't, who aren't miserable with their current situation, where they are, are the most successful job seekers. If they're in that energy of, I want more, right? So there's a balance here because I've also had clients who aren't unhappy where they're at. They actually like it quite well. And maybe they are, um, they're operating out of fear. Like I'm afraid, I'm hearing some things and I'm afraid they're gonna downsize or they're just complacent. So they reach out to me, but they're not willing to do the work because they don't really want that better thing or else they don't really believe that that better thing is available to them. So the best clients for me are the ones who are happy where they're at and they want more and they're willing to do the work to get there. They have that real positive energy. They're super optimistic about their job search and they know that something out there is, is better for them and they still love their current job. So often people choose to start hating on their current job or employer or boss before they will start to look elsewhere. So in other words, it's almost like they think it has to get to this. <laughs> it's like there's some sort of scale and they're not low enough yet. It's not that bad, right? And there's a balance here because, I, again, I don't want you to think about your job as being bad. But sometimes the, the signs are all around you that it is time to move on. It doesn't mean you have to hate your job or your boss, but you are aware of, okay, I am paid, for example, 25% under the market average for this, this region. Um, that was, in fact, a case for me. One of the, probably the primary driving force when I left Columbus State University in 1999 was that I, as a state institution, all the salaries are posted on in a book. It's called the Blue Book. And so I knew what my counterparts were making at all the other universities in the University System of Georgia, and I knew that I was among the lowest. And I was not okay with that. I was not making a um, kind of a living wage. And so 
I knew that. It didn't make me hate my job. I loved it. It was a great job. But I looked at the reality of it and said, okay, it's time to leave. The same thing could be the case if you are not being challenged. If you are, you've tried for several promotions and you're being passed over for the, those promotions. Or there's just something new that you're hankering to do. The one thing you want to be very careful of if you're thinking about a job change, whether it's a promotion with your current employer or changing companies, is thinking, I deserve better than this because let me tell you, it's a dream killer. It's a dream stealer. Do not get into that trap of, I deserve more money. I deserve better hours. I deserve better recognition. No, you don't. You may want it. You may desire more absolutely great but don't get into that trap of thinking that it is owed to you so what if you decided to love your current job your current employer boss and still wanted to look for a new position with a new company and what I want you to remember is that love is just a decision you make it happens it does not happen to you it's not out of your control it is a decision that you make so you could go in tomorrow and decide to completely love your job or if your boss has been the issue, I'm going to completely love my boss. I'm going to completely love my employer. And I'm going to step up my job search efforts. Or I'm going to start my job search efforts. But I promise you, if you have that energy and it's genuine, you will be so much more successful in your job search. So all of these things that you think about your current job are just sentences in your head. So are your sentences, I hate my job. I don't want to go to work today. I deserve better. My boss is an idiot. You would have feelings of despair, maybe um, hate, entitlement. That's a word we've used a lot today. And those feelings will not spur you on positive actions in your work, right? You might get, you might start slacking off. You might call in sick. You're going to probably do the minimum amount of work when you're there, just sort of mark time. And those actions are not going to benefit you either in the company that you're in with any potential for growth there. And it's going to, it has a tendency to follow you out the door as you interview elsewhere. Word gets around. It's a small world. Now, I hear what you're saying, guys. I hear you saying, you don't know my situation. I am the special snowflake here. I am the unicorn. My situation is different. Well, let's hold on to that thought for a second. Let's just say that you have a very black and white situation at work. Let's say that you were being sexually harassed. Clear case of sexual harassment. Perhaps you have even filed a claim to that effect. That does not mean that you have to hate your job. Doesn't even mean you have to hate the person who's sexually harassing you. You don't have to do any of that. That's optional. And that hate is only going to hurt you and affect you. It really has no effect on the other people. It may affect others at work in the sense that you're not contributing, that you pull back and aren't carrying your weight and others are having to do more. It will affect them in that way. But emotionally, it's only going to affect you. So what if you find a thought that you can kind of replace? So those negative thoughts that you're thinking about work, I'm not asking you to do a 180 degree turn. I'm not asking you to go from I hate my job to I love my job. I'm not asking you to go from my boss is an idiot to my boss is a genius. But why can't we have a different sort of thought? I've worked on this with several of my clients who, particularly folks who are wanting to get out and get into the entrepreneurial world and they are 
just kind of marking time until they can quit their, their J-O-B. And so we have to really reframe what that job is doing for them and the purpose that it's serving while they're still there. So here's some ideas you might think, well, I'm glad I have benefits. I have really great benefits here. Let me tell you guys something. I don't have benefits because I'm self-employed and it is very tempting to go back to work just to have benefits that I don't have to pay for out of pocket. So that's something you can be super grateful about. Here's another one. I'm blessed to get a regular paycheck. So what if it's not as much as you think you deserve? Watch out. But you're getting a regular paycheck. I don't have that either. Kind of would be nice to know that every 31st of the month or 30th of the month or 1st of the month or whatever it is that I knew how much money was coming into my bank account. Another one. I like many of my coworkers, so maybe there's one that's a PETA, pain in the ass, but there you like many of the other ones. You have great friendships at work, so focus on them and not on the one uh, that's causing you trouble. Here's another one. I'm learning valuable skills. Maybe the skill you're learning is resilience. Hey, that's a valuable skill. Maybe you're learning how to deal with conflict. Hello, valuable skill. So if you think those thoughts, you might have feelings of happiness, fulfillment, success. Much better thoughts will create much better feelings, which will spur on much better actions. So if you're having those thoughts and those feelings, here's what you might do. You're going to come into work every day. You're not going to be laying out. You're going to put in a full day's work. Give them a full day's work for a full day's pay. You're going to engage with your coworkers. You're not going to be pulling back and, and holding back. And you're going to learn new things because you're open and you're telling yourself that you're learning new things. Ergo, you're going to learn new things. So to wrap this up, I want to give you my top five tips for showing gratitude for what you currently have while wanting more. Number one, and this is a practice that I have done in various forms for some time, and that is a daily gratitude practice. And so there's lots, if you're interested in this, I don't want to tell you this is how you should do it because there's lots of different flavors of this. There's lots of really good gratitude journals out there. You can certainly, you know, Google gratitude practice and see what comes up for you. And I play with it and I'll tell you, it evolves. There are times when I allow it to take different forms because it's what I need in the moment. But I am sitting down every day and writing down at present three things that I'm really grateful for either that I already have or that I believe is coming to me and I'm already grateful for it and it's coming to me. So that's number one, adopted daily gratitude practice. And along the lines with that, what I'll say is I've also recently started a meditation practice where I just get super quiet. If I have a specific question that I need an answer to, I will put that out there, but sometimes I am just quiet and listening and, and kind of being centered and receiving and it's that combined with the gratitude practice is super powerful. Number two, do a daily thought download. Now this comes directly from my coach Brooke Castillo. You've heard me talk about her before and one of the things when I was going through her year-long self-coaching scholars program, coaching program, we would do a thought download every day. And I'll have to tell you, and I've probably said this on the podcast before, the first day that I went to do this, I was like, I don't have any thoughts in my head. What am I, I'm going to sit there and stare at a blank piece of paper. Oh my gosh, there was so much going on in that head of mine. And then it started making sense as to why I was avoiding certain things or why I was excited about certain things or why I was getting the results I was getting. It was all right there in front of me. So it's just the sentences in my head. I'm just downloading, think of it as a download of the sentences running around in my head 
And that's super revealing to just take a look at and see, okay, wow, are these thoughts, this is the acid question that I always like for my clients to ask about any thought in their head, does that thought serve me? And if the answer is no, what do I want to do about that? Is there a bridge thought? So I'm not going to go from, again, I hate my job to I love my job, but I can go from I hate my job to I'm glad I have a job. Or, or even if I can't even go there, I can go to I have a job. Well, you can't argue with that. That's pretty straightforward. You either do or you don't. So you could believe I have a job. And if that keeps you out of the I hate my job spin cycle, then so much the better. All right, so number two is a daily thought download. Number three, this goes really along with that thought download, is just becoming aware of the negative thoughts in your head. Now, I don't want you to beat yourself up for them, and that's a common mistake. Once this awareness comes, you're like, oh my God, I'm thinking such terrible thoughts, I'm a horrible person. That is not a useful thought. But just becoming aware of them and looking at them with compassion. Where did that come from? Why am I thinking that, oh, I'm tired? Oh, I'm frustrated because of X. And just really looking at the situation, but just being aware, that awareness is so powerful. So number three is catch yourself thinking negative thoughts and look at them with compassion. Number four, begin practicing new thoughts. So as I said, you do this download, you, you start catching the thoughts that you're having during the day that aren't serving you, and you start practicing new thoughts. You're kind of, you're literally creating new neural pathways in your brain. You're sort of you're not replacing the old ones. They're always going to be there, but they, from lack of use, become smaller, become less useful to your brain, less, less available in your brain because you're replacing them or uh, overriding them. Let's use that term. You're kind of overriding them with a better thought. And then number five, allow yourself to dream. So in this process of being very grateful for what you currently have, as we've said, you're also wanting more. And so I really had a tough time with this one because I, for, for some time when I was going through my coaching program, I thought, well, if I say that I want a, a, a house, then it must mean that I'm not happy with where I live now or I want a new car. I can't be happy with my old car. And so I've done that work on myself to understand that that is not the case at all. And I allow myself to have amazing dreams about the homes I will own and the trips that I will take and the, um, the, the treats that I will be able to give the special people in my life and how I will be able to contribute more in the world as my business grows. But none of that is coming from a place of hating where I'm at now, hating where I'm at today. It is from a place of today is amazing and fantastic and tomorrow I want it to be even amazinger and fantasticer. So I hope that this concept of gratitude versus wanting more has resonated with you like it has with me. Plug this into wherever this is happening in your life, wherever you're finding yourself in a place of not being grateful, a place of being disgruntled, or a place of expectation of I deserve something. I, I'm entitled to something. So as always, I want to be your career coach. Remember, as I said at the outset, shoot me a review on iTunes and I will read it in an upcoming podcast. I always want to be your career coach. So send me a note. Lots of you are reaching out to me on LinkedIn. I'm easy to find. Just look for L-E-S-A Edwards. You can email me at Lisa, again, L-E-S-A at exclusivecareercoaching.com. 
You can find me on uh, Facebook at Exclusive Career Coaching. You can find me on Instagram at lisa.edwards. And I think I've covered all my bases. <laughs> so I will see you next week with another interesting um, topic. I'm excited about next week's as well. So take care and I'll see you then. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.